Little Coats Podcast presents Running Up the Score with Pete and Tom. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Running Up the Score. I'm Pete, and I'm with my buddy and partner in crime. Your best buddy, Tom. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Tom, sorry. <laughs> I thought somebody else was on the line. <laughs> hey, Tom, how are you? I'm doing uh, wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. we got to get more consistent with these, uh, these great shows that we do. So we're on Fat Guys in Little Coats, if you don't already know. Tom and I are doing this little show called Running Up the Score. We, this week, has been very important. The most important time of the year in sports has occurred. Was it my birthday? I don't think so. I I didn't say doomsday. I said fun (laughs) stuff. It's football week. Now, we missed the first week. Now, the first week is over for both college and pro. And we're kind of giving, we'll talk about that as we go along. But this is like my favorite time of the year. I don't know about you, but you got football, you got college, pro, you got the heat, the playoffs in baseball kind of starting to heat up and who's going to be where, the pennant race. And then uh, every other sport, doesn't matter. Yeah, September and October are the best two sports months out of the year by far. Yeah, right? I mean, I know that you, as you as a uh, huge Florida State fan, I know you get excited when that first week of real college football starts. Yeah, and I was excited for about the first five minutes of the game against uh, Virginia Tech, and then I was mortified the rest of the time. It was uh, It was kind of ugly for Florida State fans, but, you know, we're – New coach, new system, new everything. So uh, hopefully we'll we'll work things out and, and do a little bit better here coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, because they almost blew another game too, right? Yeah, against a Division 14 team, St. Mary's of the three-legged dog, I think it was, or somebody like that. That sounds like you're talking about a Penn State game. That's Penn State. <laughs> so your overall, overall impressions of the first couple of weeks of college football? Any surprises, anything, uh, you know, interesting? I wish there would have been more really good games the first couple of weeks. I think we saw a couple years in a row there where it seemed like we had some real blockbusters in the first week or two. And maybe the teams didn't feel that that was such a great idea because it kind of seems like we're back to the cupcakes the first two and three weeks of the year. A couple exceptions, though. LSU played really, really well against Miami. So interesting to see what happens with that Michigan struggled you have to wonder is there anything that's going to happen to Harbaugh if they go ahead and lose to Ohio State again yeah they struggled against my Notre Dame boys exactly exactly Notre Dame looked very good and they still do look good both both weeks yeah so I think there's a lot of interesting storylines that are kind of come about I'm just wondering yeah and I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later but I'm just wondering you look at an Alabama squad You look at a Clemson squad, man, they just look like the two teams again. Now, the great thing about college football is there's almost always a surprise. So you can sit here and think, oh, Alabama, you know, they're going to look great all year. Then all of a sudden they'll lose to somebody and it'll shake the whole race up. But man, talk about two high caliber teams right now. It's those two. So but it'll be a great season for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that first week really was highlighted by LSU putting a smackdown on uh, on Miami. Of course, I was very happy about the Notre Dame playing uh, Michigan. I mean, again, you don't know what you're getting out of Michigan at this point in time. You know, but again, it's their 19th ranked is Jim Harbaugh and it is Michigan. And they, luckily, Notre Dame's defense really showed up th- that this week, last week and the previous week. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about the college football season uh, moving forward. Now, I know Florida State lost to Virginia. But, again, look at the teams that Notre Dame's playing. Look at the teams that Florida State's playing. And then you look at Alabama, who played – who they played first, first week of the season. Uh, Northeastern High School, who they play. Yeah. Yeah, now they do have a tester this week with Ole Miss. Now, the only the only caveat that I'll put is that the SEC schedule, as much as I, I hate the SEC hype, the SEC schedule is very difficult for some of the teams. Now, that has dropped off some in the last few years, too. It's like that excuse has kind of dissolved a little bit because some of those teams have gotten kind of weak 
over the last few years. I mean, Missouri really hasn't played well. Mississippi State hasn't played that great. Vanderbilt is not very good. So, you know, you kind of have the haves and the have-nots in the SEC. So when people say, oh, well, they got to play 10 SEC games, well, yeah, but how many of those are really, really difficult games? But It's like the Big Ten. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, and pretty much everybody else stinks. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, when you have... I guess Kent State's in that conference, right? Kent State is in the MAC. Oh, they're in the MAC. But I mean, again, you look at the teams that Penn State started off in. Now, Appalachian State is a, a decent team, but they're no caliber of like the Big Ten or you know any of those other big uh, big conferences. They they gave it to Penn State, and I think Penn State should have lost that game. To ask me. Yeah, and, you know, there's a good question. Uh, I know we weren't really prepared to have a debate on college football, but, you know, a good question is, should teams, once the schedule comes out, and I think everybody's schedule should come out, and then they should do the preseason rankings, and some of that should be based on how did you schedule yourself. If you schedule yourself with three cupcakes to start off with in a row and your schedule is fairly weak all year, well, maybe you don't get ranked as high. Maybe they need to start waiting some of the preseason rankings because you know if you start at 12 it's a lot harder to work up to one than if you start at five so why start somebody at number one or number two or even the top five if they're going to play kent state appalachian state and you know saint ignatius state i i I say you don't you you almost penalize them by saying okay if you're going to do that we're going to start you lower and basically you're going to have to win all your games and hope other people give you help in order to get in that top four. You don't deserve it. No, I mean, I, I agree with you with that. I think as we go now, again, like like we said, some of these conferences don't have, you know, the best of teams. But maybe putting in playing one less conference game and playing another conference. If you were top three last year, play top three in another conference. Kind of like to do with the NFL when they're making the schedule. If you win the division, you're playing another division winner somewhere. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of a good, you know, I think that's what they could do to help improve this, uh, the teams that are playing and the rankings. Now, Tom, listen, you watch a lot of college football. Yes. In the last two weeks, is there a team that's maybe not in the top 25 that you think could finish top 25? Wow. In the top 25. They may not be in the top 25. Now, that may finish in the top 25. I can tell you more that are in the top 25 that won't finish in the top 25. All right, well, why don't you give me a couple of those two, a couple of those teams? I think Florida shows how bad they are by losing to Kentucky. Maybe Kentucky. Maybe Kentucky is one you can look at this year and, and think they can put a couple wins together and actually put a respectable year together. And that win against Florida, I think, shows that they have improved talent-wise. And it also shows that Florida really hasn't. I think I think Miami may struggle this year. I think they were kind of exposed against LSU, and they don't have a super easy schedule coming up. No turnover chain this year. Uh, that drives me nuts. <laughs> but, you know, every, everybody's got to have one. And I did not see this, but apparently – Florida State has a turnover backpack <laughs> that the that the Florida State fans, I went on to one of the media boards, and the Florida State fans were just going bananas over this backpack that they think it's the dumbest thing they've ever seen. In fact, they're calling it the Dora backpack because they hate it so much. I, you know, I just think it's, you know, everybody's doing it now. One team I saw had a crown. Another one had something else. It's like, okay, when it gets to that point, it's not original anymore. Just drop it. You know, but yes, I I think I think Ole Miss could have a really solid year. I, I think they're a decent team and I think they have at least a fighter's chance against Alabama this coming weekend. And Boston College, I think that's another team that always has a stout defense. They could be another one that could that could find themselves with a minor piece in the top twenty five. I'm going to tell you, I'll give you two teams who I think may be working their way into the top 25. I think if Syracuse can win, and especially if they beat Florida State this week, which I know you're going to be at, um, I think that they could be a a surprise team. And the other one is Navy. Now, I know Navy's one and one, but Navy can, you never know with them. They, 
they play some games. They play tough against Notre Dame. They have a pretty decent schedule. You know, these might be two teams that could show up somewhere in that top 25. Yeah, I'll give you another team. You may want to write this down because we may revisit this later in the year. South Florida. South Florida has a ton of talent and a ton of team speed. Now, they're not sometimes as disciplined and polished as you would like to see, but they showed over the weekend against Georgia Tech where they beat Georgia Tech pretty much out of the building the second half, and that's not an easy task to do. You know, Georgia Tech always does the ground and pound and has 40 minutes of possession and you really don't get a chance to score. South Florida played, they took them right out of that game and they played fast, good football. So kind of put an asterisk next to their name because I think they'll make some noise this year. All right. And they're in the, what are they, they playing in which conference again? South Florida, I think is the old conference USA. That's right. Because they used to be Big East a long time ago. Yeah. Whatever they're calling that now. Right. All right, so good. So we got some some sleepers there, guys. Listen for those things. So Tom, it's time. We know it's right. we know it's only September, yes. but everybody likes to make their predictions. Yeah. So give me your top four. Who's playing in the playoff? I think Alabama makes it. I think Clemson. I think Clemson will handle Florida State. I don't think this is the year for us to beat them, uh, and that'll propel them to be representing the ACC for sure. I think Ohio State, and as much as I hate to say it, as much as I hate to say it, I think Penn State could get into the top four. Oh, wow. I know you hate Penn State. (laughs) I do. I hate saying it, but I think their schedule sets up really well. If they can win one or two key games, it's going to be hard to hold them out. Now, maybe having them and Ohio State both together. I'll I'll tell you somebody else who could be a real dark horse pick for that spot. I, uh, you know what? Take out Ohio State. I'm going to go dark horse with Penn State, and I'm going to put Oklahoma in. So Oklahoma, Penn State, Alabama, and Clemson will be my four. All right. So we kind of agree. Three of the four actually match. I think Alabama, uh, no doubt in my mind, will be there. I am definitely confident that Clemson will be there. I like Penn State as the four, but I re- and I I'm not trying to be a homer, but I really think Notre Dame gets into the playoffs. I don't. I think that's very possible. I think they really do need to. I mean, it's Notre Dame, obviously not in any conference. Really do need to win out to get in. They need to be undefeated, I think, for them to get into the playoff. But I, I you know, I I can see you know them playing Clemson. 2-3 in Alabama, Penn State playing 1-4. I, it probably won't be, Notre Dame most likely will be a 4 because of the Penn State probably win, the, win their conference and, and the other two as, obviously as well, winning their conferences. So, we'll see though. I don't really want to play Alabama in the first round of the playoff but you gotta go and do what you gotta do. It's about getting in. Yeah. So, my two teams I think that are uh, sitting at the door being disappointed are uh, LSU and Ohio State. Okay, I like that. LSU usually finds a way to do something stupid throughout the year, and I, they're one of those teams I just don't trust just because they, they find a way to lose a dumb game somewhere. A lot of times I look at Oklahoma the same way, where they're a terrific team, and you think to yourself, man, they really should have gotten in this year, but they have that loss to you know fill in the blank, Texas Tech, or somebody where they just had a down week and they just played like crud. And then they come back and they look great the rest of the year, but they're on the outside looking in. I'll tell you one, if I had $100 to put down on a super dark horse to try to make a lot of money, my super dark horse pick would be West Virginia. Again, another schedule that plays fairly easily that I think West Virginia could end up playing Oklahoma for the Big 12 title. Don't sleep on West Virginia. They got maybe the best quarterback in in the nation in Greer, and uh, they could pull something off. And if they did that, I think that could put them in the playoff. So, you know, and this is always a debate every year until they go, because, you know, beforehand it was, before they had the national championship uh, playoff, you know, it was the top, it was the two teams, right? Yeah. They picked two. Do you see, so now, there's all these teams. Do you think we're going to end up seeing an eight, an eight team playoff at some point in time? 
yeah, there's two different questions there. Do I want one or are we going to see one? I think we'll see one. I don't want one. I think four. I think four is enough. Now I could go with eight if you were to tell me that they're going to eliminate playing Samford or uh, you know these Division two two games, and now they're going to make one extra game at the end where some people will be playing a playoff game. I think they like the money too much, and they're going to go with eight. So, do you think if they do go to eight, like teams like uh, last year, University of Central Florida, you think they actually have a legit chance of getting into the playoff? Yeah, you know, it, that's exactly right. And yeah, they're walking around saying that they're the champion, even though they didn't. You know, to me, you got to beat Alabama if you want to say that. You got to beat the man. I got to yeah, be exactly. the man to beat the man. <laughs> exactly. You know Woo. what I'd like to see, though? <laughs> Instead of the top eight, though, I would arrange it to where the top two teams have a bye, and then you have two playoff games to go to the semifinals. That would be the other one. So for me, it would actually be a six-team playoff. Number one and number two earn you a bye, and then you have three versus six and four versus five and then those two are playing to get in to play against the the higher seed or whatever because i hate to see is it really fair if alabama went undefeated and then they played a number eight central florida that had one loss and somehow there was something fluky at the end central florida wins to me i i don't want to see that i want to see I want to see the best against the best. I don't want to see one versus eight. I want to see in a semifinal, if Central Florida got that far, okay, fine. You know, they probably had to beat LSU or beat somebody to get that far. But don't don't water this thing down. That's what I'm afraid of. Well, We're most sports you do have, like the one versus eight. Like at basketball, like at hockey, if, you're, if you get in, you have, you know, you should have the shot to, to win. I know, but in hockey and basketball, you're talking best of five or best of seven. So if you can't beat the number eight in the best of seven, you probably didn't deserve to be there. Anything can happen in one game. That's kind of why I don't like the wild card in baseball, which, by the way, the Yankees are going to find themselves in. Absolutely. Because you're talking one game and anything can happen in one game, anything in the world. So to have your entire season boil down to nine innings, that's tough. To me, that's tough. It is tough. I mean, that is. Uh, I see what you're talking about. I wish you know baseball is going to end up changing at some point too, probably. But um, you know, for now, it's what it is, and we have our four teams for college football, and I'm excited for the rest of the season. I'm looking forward to the to the uh, Notre Dame game this week against Vanderbilt, as well as you going to see uh, my uh, underdog uh, Syracuse versus uh, <laughs> your Florida State, and I will not be doing the chop. I will be going. Let's go orange. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will be. I'll be the one in the stands with a blue face because I'll be holding my breath the whole game. <laughs> no, Syracuse may win that game if Don, Donovan McNabb shows back up. Yeah, that's know. that's true. You know, actually, I do believe that Syracuse has one of the better chances that they've had in many years against Florida State. I I do believe if I had to really handicap the game that. Florida State with their speed, and now you're going to be indoor, on carpet. Speed is always magnified. I think they'll just be too fast for for Syracuse. Oh, that's fair enough. I still think Notre Dame's going to win. <laughs> I mean, again, I think that I think Notre Dame Vanderbilt is probably not as a good matchup as Florida State versus Syracuse. I think it, I'm pretty positive it'll be a better game, and we'll probably see. Uh, it, it may not be close in the fourth quarter, but I think the first three quarters it'll probably be a touchdown apart for uh, Syracuse, uh, for Syracuse FSU, and then Francois may find a way to, uh, to pull away. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. Okay, as long as they win while you're there, that's all that matters, right? That's right. Okay, see that's it. All right, so now we're gonna go to the. The, uh, the league where they pay to play. They pay to play. The NFL. No fun league, right? Is that what they call it now? I, I thought you were still talking about the NCAA because they pay to play there too. Oh, that's right. Good point. Uh, that's right. They have their cars and stuff. So we're, we just finished week one of the NFL schedule. And of course, there is 16 teams that lost, 16 teams that won. So you have 16 fan bases that are 
pulling their hair out, saying why, 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 and then you have 16 teams with 16 fan bases. We're going to the Super Bowl. I should rephrase that: 15, because there was a tie. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I think I thought it was a, a great week. It was an interesting week. The first week, I think the best game of the weekend by far was that Steelers Browns game. Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? I, I watched most of that, and uh, I thought the overtime period went so fast. It did. It, it seemed like two minutes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's. It just seems like it started, and there's only four minutes to go. And then watching these two teams just grinding to a halt, basically. I think both of them just ran out of gas. Yeah. Hey, listen, by no stretch of the imagination am I a, a, a Browns fan, but I really, really felt bad for that for that team. I mean, I think Hugh Jackson, they pretty much did everything to win that game, and Steelers did everything to lose that game, and they just could not, you know, when it was going for the field goal, and, you know, all of a sudden now they miss it. It's, it's insane. But uh, it definitely was a great game to watch. And anytime the Steelers, you know, flounder, I'm always happy about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder about the Steelers this year. If that was just a kind of a blip on the screen or if they're, if they're in for kind of a rocky year this year. Now, you know, and of course, us living in the area that we live in, you know, everybody's – and one of the things that people want to blame it on is uh, Le'Veon Bell. But I don't think you can blame Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Connors had 130-something yards rushing. They had five turnovers. Ben, yeah. did, ben did not look good in that no. game at all. So, I mean, I don't know how you go out there and you you blame Le'Veon Bell for not showing up. Now, listen, if you want, you want to trade him and trade him to the Raiders, I'm all good. But, uh, you know, it's it's there's a lot of things that the Steelers need to work out. I think this might be... That year where it could fall apart, and it might be Tomlin's last year. Yeah, I've, I've never been a Tomlin fan anyway. Now, I don't know if you know this, but there is actually a statue of Ben Roethlisberger now, and it's on the field every week. <laughs> yeah, And that's the problem with the Steelers, that his mobility is so limited. I mean, he can move a little bit in the pocket, but he just keeps taking those hits and keeps getting stripped fumble. You know the defenders know that now, and they're just they're looking to knock the ball out of his hands every chance they get. And he has a lot of these games where he's responsible for two, three, four turnovers. But this was this was one ugly performance. And you know, and and I don't want to pick on the Raiders, but I think it was kind of the same deal with the Raiders. The Raiders kind of went into that game, and it was known that if you put pressure on Carr and you blitz, a lot of times he's going to start throwing early. And I think that's exactly what happened on... Yeah, I'll tell you what happened with the Raiders game. First of all, you know, they were winning at the half, 13-10. So it wasn't like they were... The one thing I can say, the defense definitely showed up to this game. Carr made some poor decisions. Now, I mean, he was he was getting rid of the ball on average under two seconds. So whether pressure or not, he he was it was dink and dunk. I think what they miss, what they were missing there was, you know, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper just was nowhere near in this game. Now, Marcus Peters was covering him the entire time. You know, I went into this game as a Raiders fan saying, I think we're going to lose this game. Going at the half, I'm like, okay, well, it's 13-10. We know the Rams. I still think the Raiders are a winnable team. They can win. I think what we saw, though, was, you know, obviously no Mac. There was very little pass rush. And right. I, and I think Gruden needs to, like, fix that now. Now, they're playing the – they are in the AFC West. So it's not like they're in the division with the Patriots, which you have no hope in the, in the world. So I still think I'm not gonna, like I said I'm not going to flip out over one game. I'm not going to be that fan like oh, oh sure my, oh my god it's over. I'm going into the season thinking all right if we can win a division great you know but we are trying to rebuild at the same time. So and even Gruden has said that this is not a quick fix. And again, it's not like, unlike like the Jets who think, you know, they got Sam Darnold and now they're going to the Super Bowl. Um, there's, there's reality that's there for, at least for me as an Oakland Raider fan and a bunch of Raider fans that, I, you know, I hang with, knowing that this is going to be a tough season, but it still could be a good season where there's other teams like that I, you know, I, I can still see hope with them 
I'm a little bit more, I'd be more worried about if I was a, a Bills fan than anything else. Because the Bills looked horrible. Yeah, they made a quarterback change already. Yeah, I mean, Nate Peterson should have never been in there in the first place. I think they really hurt themselves when they got rid of Tyrod Taylor. Because you saw last season with Tyrod, they were actually pretty successful. Yeah, he's not a bad quarterback. He's not a bad, he's serviceable, yes. You want to win the Super Bowl. Every team wants to win the Super Bowl. But you go from, you know, that, knowing that they drafted Josh Allen, still, you still have Tyrod Taylor. Josh Allen can learn behind him. He's not going to learn behind Nate Peterman. And Nate Peterman is not an NFL quarterback. I don't even know if he's a a serviceable backup or not. But you saw in that game, 47-3, the Bills have a lot of issues. Yeah. And I think that's the team in the NFL that may be like, you know, they may get surpassed by the Browns. <laughs> yeah. You know? But there was, a, you know, again, I think uh, we, t- we talk about this a lot when we talk football outside and off the, the podcast. One of the things that you know that you saw in, in all, most of these games was the lack of activity, meaning they didn't, a lot of these guys did not play at all in the preseason, and that really hurts these guys. I mean, I know Carr played in four series. Jared Goff didn't play in any series in the preseason. Now it's starting to look like September is the preseason. So you really don't know what's going to happen until you get to October because you don't know what your team's got yet. Yeah, I I think they really need to take a look at how the preseason services these teams, how it services the fans, and really make an adjustment there. You know, maybe have your your two preseason games and and maybe get to, you know, 18 regular season games or, or something like that, because having four preseason games does not work for anyone. Well, you know what the other issue is, Tom, and uh, we've, I don't know if we talked about this or not. With all the CBA rules that they've changed, they need to go back to like saying, OK, we're not looking for maybe not to get more time hitting or whatever, but maybe more classroom time, maybe being able to talk to the players after March 1st and having, you know, non-mandatory team meetings, but the coach being able to talk to his his quarterback, especially if it's a new coach. We have seven new coaches in this in this league this year. And, you know, if you can't talk to your players until, you know, OTAs, which is in May, I mean, you lose two months worth of just conversation. So, I mean, I think that's some of the problem, too. Yeah. You know, so what surprises do you have in this week that you think were, were there as well? Well, uh, Khalil Mack, who had just a, an unbelievable game, considering that he pretty much walked on to the Bears roster, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? And to turn out to have the kind of game that he had was, it just shows you what kind of an outstanding player he is. Well, I will tell you this, you know, I, you know, I, I was disappointed with Khalil not signing with the Raiders, but I understand why. But I also say this, because there's people, oh my God, it's the world's over. Khalil Mack can only do so much as a defensive player. You look at what happened with Aaron Rodgers, and you brought and he got hurt, he came back in. I don't care what defense you're playing. If you don't have the, the steady quarterback, the guy like an Aaron Rodgers, you're not winning anyway. You can bring 10 Khalil Macks on the defense, but you know without that quarterback, and yes, in history we've had like three or four teams win a Super Bowl without a quarterback. But more often than not, the quarterback is the guy that takes you to where you need to be. Right. You know, right. and he, I mean, yeah, you saw him. He showed up in the first half and then he disappeared in the second half. And why? Right. Because the offense adjusted and Aaron Rodgers came back and showed him why he's, he is the player that he is. Now, he's, to me, he's not Brett Favre, but he's definitely in the top five. And on another front, the million stumps you heard. On Sunday was all the people jumping off of the Jimmy Garoppolo bandwagon that, that, you know, all that hype that surrounded him. Then he goes and throws three picks and really did not have a very good game. So, but again, I mean, like you're saying, I mean, with so many of these people not playing the preseason, you saw if you watched almost any of the games on Sunday or Monday night or whatever, you saw guys by the third quarter that were just completely out of gas. You played three series, right? And, you know, in that case, if you're going to do something like that, Tom, I would say, let me play the guys. If there's any guys left that played, like, you know, the third and fourth quarter of all the games, let's get a couple of those guys on the field because at least 
they're they're game ready. Right. You know, and that's you know that's why you see like these th- third and fourth wide receivers and running backs like um, Lindsey and those type of guys that are uh, from the Broncos who make an impact because they've been playing all all preseason. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, Ben Roethlisberger, 335 yards, one touchdown, three picks, and 82 fumbles on Sunday was his line. Wow. That is absolutely <laughs> crazy. You know, it's – it's it. Well, we'll see. I mean, again, Ben Ben has come out and been Ben. So I guess we'll see what happens um, at this point in time. All right. So we've gone through week one. Uh, you know, no other real big changes here in uh, – Nothing like that really stands out, right? I mean, the Jets. The other, I guess, the other thing was the Jets' performance on Monday night. I mean, Sam Darnold looked like he was Joe Namath, literally looked like Joe, uh, Joe Namath uh, on, on Monday night. And believe it or not, his line was kind of modest. He was only one ninety-eight and two touchdowns. Which, yeah, I mean, that's a great. That's a that's a very nice night. But it's almost one of those stat lines where if you watch the game. And then you looked at the stat line, you went, huh, I actually thought it would be more than that. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you this. As soon as he made that that first throw and that first pick, I'm like, it's going to be a long season. And then, you know, he came back, and I think the defense played well. So it, it, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, that's one of the storylines I'm going to keep an eye on as well. I mean, it's sad that my Raiders have a worse record than the Jets and the Browns already, but... <laughs> Hopefully that'll that'll change soon enough. So, Tom, as we did with college, we have some picks to make in regards to the divisions and the playoffs. So I'm going to let you start off with the NFC East, and you tell me your winner in the NFC East. Well, I can tell you it's not going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Um, No, I... I still believe that the Eagles are the team to beat head and shoulders above the rest of the division. All right. So NFL East, uh, NFC East, you have Eagles. Yes. I'm going to pick the Redskins. I think the Redskins are primed to win this division. I think Alex Smith has something to prove to get in the playoffs again and lose. But uh, I think he can win the division. I'm still not sold on Nick Foles. Um, I don't know how much longer he's going to be playing. We don't know about Wentz. I just I had this feeling that the Redskins are gonna to make a run at this at this division. Okay, and I think we need to send you for a drug test tonight. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the NFC Central Division, Tom. I think that believe it or not, I don't think the I think the Saints still win this division. Uh, I know it was an ugly game against the Buccaneers, but I still think they have. That division still has the best. I mean, the Saints still have the best quarterback in the division. And I still think they win this division by a game or two. Okay, I like Atlanta. I, I think they showed against Philadelphia that they still have a solid team on both sides of the ball. You still have Matt Ryan who can sling it around. You still have Julio Jones. Now you got Calvin Ridley. You still have Devonta Freeman. I mean, they just have so many pieces. So I think they'll they'll prevail and they'll win that. Division. My only issue with the with the uh, those guys that we're talking about Atlanta Atlanta is that I just don't I'm not sure if one I don't know if Cutters cut out well, he's not the coach I just don't think what's the offensive coordinator I'm sorry Starkey what's his name. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Starkey. Steve, uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, I don't know if he's an NFL NFL offensive coordinator. And I also think that the – I think Matt Ryan throws too much to Julio Jones. He's got so many other weapons. It's like they get down to the goal line. If they're not running, which they should have been passing the ball anyway, they're passing it to Julio Jones in double coverage. So yeah. I'm, I'm not sold on them. I have to see Matt Ryan do what he did two years ago. But I'm a, like I said, I'm sticking with the Saints. You got the Falcons. Yep. All right. The NFC North. This division, I know, is there's a lot of great teams here. I think all four teams are pretty good. I'm sticking with the Packers. I think the Packers still have the best quarterback. They find a way. Now, that's to say, right now, if Aaron Rodgers is playing, if Aaron Rodgers isn't on the field, this team is six and ten. Sure. Absolutely. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Just, again, another solid team. I think Kirk Cousins is really going to find a home there in Minnesota. 
I think maybe they're the healthier of the two teams. I think Green Bay's lost some pieces here lately that makes them not quite as, as especially on offense. I don't think they're quite as good, but you, you still got the Aaron Rodgers factor. So if Green Bay won the division, I would not be shocked. But I'm going to go with Minnesota. I think maybe this is the year that they overtake Green Bay. All right. All right, so that leaves us with the NFC West. Who's your winner there, Tom? I think there is no doubt in my mind whatsoever that this will be a runaway division for the Rams. No, huh? No team in there to, to, uh, to make a run out of it all. No. So I think Seattle stinks. I think Arizona and San Francisco. I, I think you're talking maybe three other 500 teams in that division. And the Rams, I think they're going to win 12, 13 games. Yeah, I think they're I think the Rams are the best team in football. You know, we'll see. But I think Jeff Jarrett and Sean McVay, I mean, I think they're going to be the next Belichick and uh, Tom Brady. Maybe not win as many Super Bowls, but definitely be that team to beat in that division for many years to come. Yep. All right. So AFC East, Tom, this one is probably the easiest, I think, of all. I'm taking the Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you have to go. Are you not on the Jet bandwagon? You don't think uh, Darnold's going to cover them, you know, take them all the way to the Super Bowl this year? No, I, I, I have to say I don't think so. <laughs> okay, I, I, I got to go with the Patriots, too. We're actually going to agree on a division here. I think until someone beats the Patriots, you don't bet against Patriots. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do that, right? If there was a team in this division that could take them, which team you think could give them a run? <laughs> J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right. I hate the Jets. <laughs> the AFC South. Now, this division is, again, another one of those that's kind of up in the air. I'm not a full believer in Bortles, but I still think they're the better team than, than the others. Yeah, this division, wow. The four teams you just cannot predict. I mean, Mariota is going to be coming back, I believe, for Tennessee. I, I think this probably one of those divisions where nine wins gets you a division title. I, I'm going to say Houston just because they're always tough, well-coached. I do like the Jacksonville pick. I don't think it's bad. I, I, I'm kind of 50-50 between those two. But I'm going to go with Houston. Yeah, I think Houston has a great defense. And if uh, J.J. Watt and these guys could, you know, and all the other guys they got on this defense, they show up. I mean, yeah, it was tough. They played against the Patriots the first week. But even then, I mean, they were – they only gave up 27 to Brady. So that's like a win if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, so the AFC North. Again, another division where teams are kind of going in different directions. I really like Cincinnati to win this division. I do too. I think Cincinnati is primed to win. I think Marvin Lewis is like eventually he's got to get fired if he doesn't win. This may be the year where he can catch the Ravens and the Steelers sleeping. But I will say this. I think the Browns finished in second place. Wow. You better write that down because that's just not true. I think the Browns are going to finish 8-8, eight and 9-7. Eight, and seven. I'm sorry. 8-7-1. Eight, 8-7-1. Seven, and one. <laughs> eight, seven, and one. Wow. I, I think they're going to win games. I, I love Hugh Jackson. I think he's a pretty good coach. Great offensive guy. I think Tyrod Taylor is the right guy there. We may see Baker at some point in time, but I think the Browns make a big a big push here. That would be a huge jump because they haven't won since 1976. <laughs> I'm going to say that they're probably going to win three or four games. So if I called it three and a half, that would actually be good because I already got the half with the tie. Yes. I think this division comes down to Baltimore and Cincinnati, to be honest with you. Baltimore, I think, is going to be sneaky good. But I'm, I'm, I like the Cincinnati pick. I'm going to – no, I, just to be different from you. Okay. I am going to go with the Ravens. I'm going to say that the Ravens are going to be the one to represent this division. Okay, so you're wrong and I'm right. Um, okay. All right, so the AFC West – Again, these four teams, its we don't know who. The Chiefs look really good. The Raiders look bad. The Broncos, eh. The Chargers, you know, they got Phillip Rivers. So you don't know. I'm picking the Raiders to win the division. I think the Raiders pull out out of their behinds a 9-7 division championship. I don't know how. I'm going to pray to the Lord. But I really think the Raiders win the division. <laughs> 
Wow, that's that's a bold prediction. I I commend that, but I don't see the Raiders winning more than about five, six games. I and I and I only say that, and I, and I like the Raiders. I, I just think that he's got a lot of mishmash of pieces. I think losing Khalil Mack really hurt. I just I don't see them being able to sustain a big run. So I gotta like Kansas City. Again, I think a super well-coached team, good on both sides of the ball. They have some incredible talent. I think Kansas City has this division. You know what they say in Oakland about Kansas City, right? No, what's that? F them. So, That's right. <laughs> all right, so my two wildcard teams for the AFC are Kansas City, F them, and the, I think both, I think both come out of, no, uh, and I think the Texans are the other the other wildcard team in the AFC. Okay, I'll take I'll take Jacksonville and Cincinnati as my two. Okay, in the NFC, I believe in the Eagles somewhat. I think the Eagles and I think the Vikings. I will take Green Bay and New Orleans as my wildcards. So, it's stamped. We know who's going to be where. So, the Tom, your Super Bowl champs, our Super Bowl, uh, your Super Bowl, the two player, the two teams. I am definitely going to take the Rams. Oh wow, the Rams and the Patriots with the Rams prevailing. All right, there you go. Well, I have the Rams and the Raiders. Now that's a dream. I, I really would like to see the the Browns and the Rams. That would be a great Super Bowl. But I really think it's going to be the Rams. And until someone beats them, Tom Brady and the Patriots go into their ninth Super Bowl. And I think that Tom Brady finds a way to beat the Rams. Okay. So there it is, folks. We both have the same teams, but we're picking different uh, picking different teams to win. Yeah, different paths to the to the Super Bowl. It's funny we we barely agreed on a single division winner, and yet we have the same two teams going to the the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, we did agree on the Rams, and we did agree on the Patriots, and those are the two teams that we felt were going there. So yeah. That's all we agreed on. Yeah, that's all we ever agree on is is that. All right, so now, Tom, it's time for the pick six segment of the show. So this is our first week of picking games. We're going to both pick three games for the NFL, three games in in college football. Basically, whoever has the most wins. Hi, doggy, for barking in the background. Yeah, yeah, he was going for the underdog. He's going for the underdog. (laughs) The winner at the end of the season... Whoever has the most wins, the loser will buy dinner for the other person, not the family, the person alone at their choice of restaurant, not called Morton's Steakhouse or Ruth Chris. <laughs> so, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Tom. So I'm going to let you start. We're going to start with the NFC, uh, the college football league. Oh, I'd like to start with the NFL because I actually have that schedule up. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's not that's not helpful. All right, so let's just start the NFL again. Okay, I, you know what? I think an intriguing game that we should pick is the Ravens and Bengals. That they now obviously we're not picking with the spread, but they have that as a as a pick game this weekend. It is in Cincinnati, so I really think that this is where the Bengals will flex their muscle and actually uh, pull out a win here. All right, and that game is tomorrow night at eight uh, twenty p.m. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So maybe we'll watch that. Not that we're picking against. Not that uh, I'm. Not that we're going head to head. But I, I agree with you with the Bengals. My first game to pick this week is I really. This game is Sunday at one o'clock in Green Bay. The Packers versus the Vikings. And again, all depending on if Aaron Rodgers plays. I'm actually. I know I said the Packers are going to win the division. I think the Vikings win this game. Yeah, actually, uh, I hate to say this, but I had that one as well. I like I like the Vikings going into Green Bay and winning that game, especially. No, I, this could be a case where they are throwing out a red herring and saying that they think Aaron Rodgers will play, and then maybe at the last minute they're going to say, nah, we're going to sit him for a week. They may already know that. Maybe not. You know, he did come back for the second half last week. But to me, it just kind of smells like, He's game time decision, day to day. It wouldn't surprise me if they held him out of this. One. I think so. if, if this game was played in 
Green Bay in 10 weeks, like week 10, 11, where it's cold and everything else, I would say the Packers have a better chance. But I do like the Vikings in this game. Again, I'm not completely sold on Kurt, Kurt Cousins. I have to see him. But, I mean, again, he's got the weapons now. So we'll, we'll see. I think uh, I think he's got the real deal in that backfield though, with Dalvin Cook. I think he's probably going to be, uh, if not, he may be the MVP of this league this year, Dalvin wow. Cook. I, I'm, he's exciting to watch play football. Yeah, he's awesome as long as his hamstrings hold up. He, that's one of the issues that he had in college. He runs so hard that a lot of times he, he starts to have those kind of nagging Darren McFadden sort of hamstrings, and then then he's he's limited the rest of the year, limited carries, and that kind of, I don't want to say hamstrings in, but you know what I mean. It just kind of holds him back from the rest of the year. So, Well, I mean, I, I, I understand that, absolutely. All right, so my second game, uh, it's Sunday at 425 in Jacksonville. I'm going to take the Patriots to beat Jacksonville. I think the rematch is is interesting, but I don't think the I don't think the Jags are at the Patriots level right now. Okay, that's your third game, right? That's my second game. Oh, I thought you already had two. I had the Vikings and the Pats. You took the Bengals. I mean, you took the Bengals. Now we both said that we'd uh, you know you picked said the Bengals are going to win that. You thought. Okay. You got it? You understand? You good there? Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So you, you have the Bengals, you have the Vikings, and now you have New England. No, I have the Vikings and I have the Pats. You pick the Bengals. So now okay, you pick, right. your, pick your second game. I'm just giving right. you my opinion of the game that you pick. Right. I got you. I got you. I like the Bears. I like the Bears at home. I do not like the direction that Seattle's going. I think this is going to be Pete Carroll's last year. I think Seattle's going to start to dismantle that football team after this year. So uh, I think the Bears were primed to win a big, big game Monday night against Seattle. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with you with that. I mean, I think uh, Seattle is on the verge of uh, becoming the Browns. But, you know, I the Bears, I think they're, they're peeved about what happened last week. Uh, Russell Wilson is a good quarterback. And he's a Super Bowl champion quarterback. I just don't think that they have the horses to take the Bears and beat them. So my third game that I am picking, and it's again another game that I'm not. I'm staying away from the Raiders Broncos because I don't like betting and dealing with with my team or making a prediction, even though they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm actually <laughs> going to go to Sunday Night Football, the Giants and the Cowboys, and both of these teams. I think quarterback play has been an issue. I think the Cowboys are primed to have a bad season. I'm gonna th- I think the Giants are going to win this game. The Giants seem to do well under the lights. I'm just I'm not I'm not sold to the Cowboys. I'm worried about their wide receiving core, and um, I'm not sure about their defense. So I'm going to stick with the Giants in this game. Okay, I think that's fair. I think it's a fair assessment. I, I'll say my third pick is going to be the Saints to beat the Browns and in pretty pretty harsh fashion. Saints are at home. I think they're a much better football team. I think the Browns left a lot on the field against the Steelers. So to come back and go to New Orleans and do anything against that team is probably a lot to ask. So uh, I think the Saints probably by about two touchdowns there against, against the Browns. Mark it down. Browns first win when that happened this week. <laughs> <laughs> You are, I'll tell you, you are the, the optimist. I, I never I never saw that side of you. Before. I said it won't happen this week. It'll happen next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> then there'll be another tie. That'll be lucky. That'd be awesome if the Browns went 0-0-16. Would that, that be, would be. Would that be funny? That would be great. I'd love to see that. Ain't going to happen, but that'd be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> There's a thing to look up. Has, te- has any team ever had two ties in the same season? Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'll have to look that up. All right, so... Now in the league where they don't get paid to play, but they do. Game number one for you, Tom. College football at its finest. Well, I think uh, Florida State goes into Syracuse and and finally, and they are only a three-point favorite going into Syracuse, which to me is kind of a shock. I realize we've struggled the first two weeks, but, you know, come on. If both teams play to their potential, I think – 
Florida State's easily a 10 to 14 point favorite. So I think Florida State finally kind of writes the ship, figures it out a little bit, and goes ahead and, and rolls over Syracuse. There you go. Be the homer. Pick the homer game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So me uh, for week number three in the NCAA. I like, actually, I like LSU to continue its its role and beat Auburn on the rim. Wow. That is a strong pick. So you went with FSU. I'm going with LSU. I, I don't know. I... Something about LSU tells me they're going to be rare, raring to go in this game. I know it's at Auburn. It's Saturday afternoon. Uh, no one's going to be watching it on TV except for me and you. Or maybe me because you'll be at the, the Florida State game. But right. uh, I, I really – something about LSU and Jamarcus Russell isn't their quarterbacks anymore. So I'm going to go with LSU. Okay. I think that's a good pick. I'm going to take Boston College – to beat Wake Forest, and that's a that's a fairly tight game as far as the spread too. But I think Boston College again, and that's a Thursday night game. Just so good on defense, and uh, such a they're they're one of those teams that just finds a way to win. So, what, do you know what the spread is for the LSU Auburn game? I will look at that while you talk about what your next pick is. Okay, so my next pick, I'm going to be a homer, not pick Notre Dame. Uh, a game that no one's going to watch. It's going to be on Saturday at 10.30 at night. I look for Fresno State to give UCLA their third loss. UCLA is is in a struggle. They are, they are considered yeah, – that's basically a pick game. Yeah, I like Fresno State. Again, that's where Derek Carr came from. That's my second favorite team, college football team. But what I saw from Chip Kelly's offense the last two games, I'm not impressed. I think – I thought he'd be much better – they may win this game, but I still think for, uh, Fresno gives them a game and probably pulls it out at the end. Okay. I think that's a good pick, and I'm still looking for that spread. The The last game that I like is West Virginia to go into North Carolina State. and Oh, it's postponed, so they're not playing this week. Ah, uh, that's right. My goodness. All right. Well, the uh, by the way, LSU – is a 10-point underdog against Auburn. Oh, well, looks like I'll be making my money this week. <laughs> Go LSU, baby. Don't even pick uh, Clemson, Georgia, Southern, because that's just not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I hate seeing this, you know, now in week three that we're still – I would, I would kind of like to see, you know what, everybody gets week one to play those charity games, as I would call them, because they do make money for the other universities – which I think is a, an extremely big help to the small universities. I mean, they basically build their athletic programs around these kind of donations, basically, to go out there and play. So do that in week one, and and then and then get to a get to a real schedule after that is is all I would ask. Right. I think you know, and I'm trying to pick games that are fairly competitive. And the an interesting one to me is the University of Ohio going into Virginia. And Virginia is only a three and a half point favorite. I, I'm going to go ahead and and take Virginia there. I think being at home, again being an ACC team, I think maybe that's a little much to ask out of Ohio. So if they play that game, right? So 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 Virginia Tech's postponed. Uh, UFC, U, uh, Virginia Tech, uh, Eastern Carolina. UCF and UNC is is uh, postponed. The other game that we mentioned, uh, West Virginia, has been postponed. So as of right now, those are the games that have been postponed. Yeah, and you know, while while we're thinking about that, just if there's anyone listening to the podcast that is from any of those areas, I know you probably know people in those areas. We have we have some friends that are in those areas. Just you know, our our deepest thoughts to everybody who is kind of caught in the crosshairs or may be displaced for the next week uh, at, a, at a neighbor's house or a friend's house or, or something like that, or in shelters, just, you know, all the, all the good luck in the world that hopefully this thing dials down a little bit and ends up being a lot less than what they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that. God, God willing, everything goes Okay. All right, so my fourth, my third and final game, I'm actually going to pick a game that's kind of local. I think Army beats Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that game as well as I do like the Maryland-Temple game, 
But I, I, I think Army is another team that I always like the Armed Forces. Hawaii's a really good team. I, I just think Army's going to beat them. I think the you know, Hawaii's three and zero. Do you know that? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Uh, I just like the I like the boys from West Point. So I'm going to go with Army. Let me ask you a couple questions. Sure. So there are some, you know, as we talked about, some cupcake games. I'm yeah. going to give you a couple couple games. I want you to tell me which team may have a chance of upsetting the other team. Ah, who's going to gag on a cupcake? I yes. love it. Go okay. So Oklahoma plays uh, uh, Iowa State. Penn State plays Kent State. Notre Dame plays Vanderbilt. I'm not even going to go with Clemson. Michigan plays SMU. And then U uh, Utah plays Washington. Which team there has probably the best chance to win their game? The two that I would, uh, and I'll boil it down to one, the two that kind of stand out that could be possibilities. SMU can be kind of a crazy team. They're not, you know, they've, they've gotten better. They've grown. They can surprise somebody. And, and we're talking about a Michigan team that it just, I'm not really sure what their identity is. So I'm, I'm going to say that they're probably the, the first one that, that popped into my head. What was the last game you said? I'm sorry, Washington, Utah. Yeah, Utah, they're another team that, that is usually not that far off of being pretty good. And they're 2-0 and this year. So, And they're playing in Utah. So I'm going to say out of those, I would give number one to Utah and number two to SMU. I think I think Utah could pull off the upset. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. Washington. I was debating on uh, the Utah. I thought Utah might be able to beat Washington. The other game that's intriguing, I, and there are two ranked teams, but I know one's really, you know, outstanding versus what they are, but Ohio State, TCU. TCU have a chance to win that game at home? Yes. Yeah. Yes, TCU. Gary Patterson always has that team ready. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think TCU is going to give them a very difficult time. So, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Ohio State lose. I'm not a big fan of Ohio, especially the situation that's been going on there. And I'm not a big fan of Irvin Meyer, to be honest with you. All right, so let's recap real fast here, Tom. Tom, you picked the Bengals, the Bears, the Saints, Florida State, Boston College, Virginia. Pete has the Vikings, the Pats, the Giants, LSU, Fresno, and Army. I have a feeling I'm going to be 2-4. and four. You may be 4-2. <laughs> to start no, I, have a feeling, I have a feeling there's going to be some head coaches calling us uh, Monday and saying, Tom, please never pick us again. <laughs> a very good possibility. <laughs> so all right guys so you've been listening to running up the score with tom and i our goal is to be out there once a week maybe twice a week giving you the lowdown on what we think about sports so every week either usually it'll be wednesday because we want to get the thursday games involved we were making our picks all season long we're going head to head on six games but well, i head to head we're picking six and He's picking six, and somebody's going to win lunch at McDonald's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so listen for that. Um, listen, if you want to give us your picks, go on Instagram. Uh, we are on Instagram on Fat Guys at Little Coats. Also on Facebook, uh, as well as on Anchor, where you can actually call in and tell us that we stink or we're really good, which we probably won't get a lot of that we're really good, but definitely call in anyway and give us your picks and your choices. So, Tom? Yeah, I'm, you, I'm still here. You're yeah. also you can find us at, right? Yes, uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on SPN. <laughs> yeah, that's a, we're, on ESPN, we're on Scott Van Pelt. It's brothersandarmchairs.com. Make sure you find us there. Like Tom said, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, make sure you're checking us out. Um, you can also reach out to me at SOKeith37 on Instagram. Give us your uh, feedback there as well. Uh, look for us coming soon with Fat Guys and Little Coats. We'll be uh, John and I discussing our trip to San Francisco. And you'll find me also on Enter, Enter the Nerd Zone as well as some other stuff. So look forward to talking to you guys again. Tom, it's been a great week. Yep. Thank you to our sponsors and thank you uh, for everybody who tunes in. And uh, again, Godspeed to everybody uh, along the East Coast. All right, Tom, I'll see you on the gridiron. All right. Thank you, sir.